This episode of the Press Row Podcast is brought to you by Out of the Park Developments, makers of Out of the Park Baseball 20 and Franchise Hockey Manager 5. Out of the Park Baseball 20, officially licensed by Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association, is the world's best baseball strategy game ever made. Out of the Park Baseball, you can play online, you can play offline, you can play in the persistent perfect team leagues, or you can just take care of your own franchise, not only from 2019, but from any year ever. And... Using our brand new live services, you can jumpstart the season from any point in time of the 2019 season. And Franchise Hockey Manager 5 is the only NHL-licensed game on the PC. A Franchise Hockey Manager 5 has been the best-rated game in the franchise's history. Out of the Park Baseball 20, Franchise Hockey Manager 5, brought to you by Out of the Park Developments, available today on Steam or directly from ootpdevelopments.com. Well, hey, everybody. Rich Grisham here. I am so excited. This is always one of the most talked about, most listened to episodes of the year. We've been doing this kind of show, the the Madden Review Roundtable, for many years. I don't exactly know how many. Six, seven, eight, somewhere in that range. And what's really fun about this is that this episode, this show, evolves as the show... The Presser Podcast has evolved as the game Madden has evolved. It's fascinating to go back in time and listen to these. And I'm so excited to be doing the official Presser Podcast review roundtable for Madden NFL 20. We have with us, moving from left to right on your radio, up first, she can crush you in an RPG and she can crush you in Madden and she will do both. The editor-in-chief of US Gamer, our great friend, Kat Bailey. Kat, how are you? I'm doing fine. Unfortunately, I could not crush somebody named LeBron James, not not LeBron James of the NBA, but L-E-B-R-A-H-N, who had a Madden Championship Series logo and was kicking the crap out of me when I had to quit in Madden Ultimate Team. So I will get you next time, LeBron James. <laughs> it happens. But when Cat Bailey decides she's going to do something, she does it. Trust us. We all know. <laughs> we've all We've all suffered from the fate. We also have joining us our great friend, Mills. Mills, how are you, sir? Uh, I, I have no problem losing. I lose constantly. It's become a thing. I think actually my stream is built around how badly I can lose, not only to other people, but to the computer. It's become quite the uh, quite the astonishing feat. And of course, Pasta Padre himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Brian Weedai. Brian, how are you, sir? Doing good, Rich. You know, last podcast we discussed how we were talking about Madden before, uh, really, I think training camps had, had even come together in the NFL. Now we're doing the review roundtable, and it's uh, right before preseason is about to start. At least we've had, I think, just one game, uh, and most teams are getting started now. So it seems very early in our yearly cycle, but in, in a way, it's kind of good. We're filling a void that's been lost by NCAA football in more ways than one here. Yeah, good point. And also, just the whole notion of the review in and of itself, right? When the review roundtable started here, we were represented by four, five, six outlets, right? You had Games Radar, you had Polygon, you had Kotaku, uh, you had US Gamer, uh, you have, we've had uh, Game Pro on at least once, maybe twice. Um, I'm uh, Operation Sports, like 
all of us that were doing the show were doing reviews for Metacritic sites, basically, right? And obviously, Brian, you, first for Pasta Padre and then Sporting News. And now here we sit, oh, so many years later, and Brian, you did a Metacritic review. So there is at least one of us who has officially done a <laughs> review. Um, I, thank goodness, did not do not do reviews and haven't done them for a while. Um, Kat an amazing take you know brian and i at the end of our sort of first uh, impressions you know i was joking no i wasn't joking but i was telling brian's like brian how can anyone review this game it's impossible if you've done a review four five six years of interview what could you possibly say and then cat you mm -hmm. absolutely crush it when you're like you know what i'm not reviewing madden this year because well why don't you explain why you just threw your hands in the air and basically said i'm not reviewing madden this year I, I guess I would just say that it's a tweener year in the sense of they're laying a foundation for later entries with uh, the face of the franchise and a few updates to franchise mode. But otherwise, uh, they're kind of continuing firmly down the path that they have for quite a while now. Uh, I think X-Factors and things like that are pretty cool, but it's all very high-level metagame stuff. And... Honestly, I felt like the review format in which I have to kind of explain all, give a rundown of all the new features and talk about what Madden does well, what Madden doesn't, felt very stifling this year. Uh, it wasn't a particularly interesting thing for me to say. Uh, I would have given it like a three or a 3.5 because, well, for reasons that we'll discuss later in this episode. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about what I felt was kind of a lack of vision with the series. Uh, it felt like it was going somewhere around Madden 15 or so. And to some extent, it's still going in that direction, but it feels a lot more herky-jerky. I see resources being spent in weird ways, like with the Pro Bowl and such. And I don't know. It feels kind of further away than ever from being a the football sim that maybe i would like it's going in this direction that i personally do not love i think they are catering to a very small and very vocal audience and that's their that's their prerogative but uh i don't know i'm not feeling it this year rich even though like i am actually this may be the most i've played madden in a couple years because i'm rejoining a league i've been playing madden ultimate team yeah. And yet, and yet. And yet. And yet, I'm just not feeling this year. <laughs> <laughs> Mills, you're not a, uh, well, you have, but it's been a while since you sort of penned a review of sorts back in the heyday of, of Operation Sports. But you obviously, in your position, doing all of the stuff that you do is, uh, you know, working with the EA and the Game Changer program, but yet still being your own independent voice. You have been out there in front of Madden as much as anybody, including making a passionate video, Mills, about, let's be frank, your disappointment in at least part of the game. So, you know, you've been you've been out there all over this good, bad and everything in between Mills. So, you know, basically my opening question to you is how are you still feeling that way or like how how has your how has your top level opinion of Madden evolved? over the course of uh, its release till right now? I think the gameplay is the best it's been in a while. Um, I, I agree the X-Factors feel very meta level, um, but it does 
add that depth that I've been looking for where, especially playing against the CPU, um, the upgraded playbooks and the X-Factors and Superstars have made playing against the CPU feel different week to week um, in franchise mode or just in general. I like the quality of life fixes in Ultimate Team. And then there's the video um, where I, in a certain way, discussed my lack of faith in the current direction of franchise mode and how many times we have unfortunately been told, well, franchise mode is, you know, it's a, it's a multi-year, it's a multi-year program that they keep like finding different ways to go with. And I agree with Kat to the point where, and I'm going to talk specifically about franchise mode for this. It's a lack of direction where I actually believe the direction now is correct but we've had so many different directions. It's like, how many times do we have to restart this? The scenario engine, and I've stated multiple times that I think the game needs more emotion. The game needs gamers to feel something, to continue to play it. And I mean that on the competitive side and on the franchise side. And on the competitive side, it's easy. Well, not easy, but the competitive side, you you focus on the gamers. The franchise side, you have to focus on the field, and Scenario Engine starts that by giving you reasons to play. The problem is the Scenario Engine is essentially weekly stat goals in a different place. And do I see possibly some good stuff come out of that? Yeah, absolutely. Where, you know, at some point down the line, again, we, we're, we're famous for this three-year plan thing. Not only with Madden, every time we hear a new feature comes out, it's a three-year building plan. Which is awesome, but that doesn't affect 20. And Scenario Engine feels very shallow right now. And then they do something like they make contracts harder to sign, and that, but the trade engine is still easier. So it just it feels like it's always one step forward, two steps back, you know, and then they promise another three steps forward at some point. So as it stands right now, I think on the field, I'm as happy as I've been with it in a very long time, minus some small issues. Off the field, I just I'm not feeling franchise mode, and it, and it really bothers me that I that that I because I love it so much during gameplay. If I can just jump in really quickly and just say that I agree with everything that you're saying, and I think that they aren't entirely sure what to do with franchise mode, and that's why they're putting in things like the Pro Bowl, and they're hearing people yell about how NFL 2K5. And Madden 05 was so great because they had these presentational elements, but it's kind of the the icing on the cake, as it were. They are missing the real hooks uh, as to that can keep people going. And I think you hit the nail right on the head when you said that there is a lack of emotion in franchise. That I feel a distinct lack of attachment to my team. I do not feel a reason to keep going from year to year. Maybe the scenario engine will address this in future years. Uh, I ended up writing like a 3,000 word opus about what I think franchise mode needs. You should go read it over on US Gamer. And that was absolutely one of the things that I hit on was just they need to find a way to grow attachment to a team when playing solo. The thing is, um, I don't buy into the notion that, say, Madden Ultimate Team is stealing uh, resources from franchise mode uh because just knowing what i know about how that team operates and such 
But I do believe that franchise mode has not spent its resources wisely. So I'm having more fun than I've had playing Madden in years. And that's because of a couple of reasons. Number one, I didn't have to review it. Of course, it's been a couple of years since I've had to review it. And number two, I've completely accepted, just like I did in NBA 2K, right, where I just invented, I didn't invent, I played the game a completely different way than I ever had before. I said, you know what, I'm going to set it to full 12-minute periods. I'm going to sim till midway through the third period, and I'm just going to pick up and play the game from whatever situation that happens to be, whether I'm ahead, down, tied, whatever it is. And it completely changed my perspective uh, and was an absolute blast. And then you get March to October in MLB The Show, which I am completely hooked on. I just do it over and over again. Once I'm done with one, I start another one with a different team on a different level. It's fantastic. The more I play it, the more I like it. And with Madden, I'm just playing my franchise team offense only. Boom. It's fantastic. I get two games in 40 minutes. I completely influence the victory or the loss, right? If I play really well, I'm going to win the game. And if I play poorly, I'm going to lose the game. Um, I'm playing as the Eagles, and they have one guy who's an X-Factor on offense. It's Zach Ertz. And when I play different teams, they all feel different. Well, they don't all feel different, but the teams with the X-Factors on defense feel very different from the teams without them. And this very specific, very narrow, very niche experience that I've been having with Madden has been an absolute blast. Plus, Kat, as you mentioned, there's going to be an online league that we're going to be in, which you know is gathering up some people from, we're talking 10 plus years ago now, right? From way back when. And that's also got me excited. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a very good place headspace wise with madden right now and so it's just been it's been a whole lot of fun it's also been wildly buggy at one point for example yesterday i uh i thought i beat the redskins on a last second field goal to win the game in like week 15 of my season but for some reason after the kick went through the uprights the game just would not move forward it it the it it gave the Redskins the ball with no time on the clock and the play clock wouldn't tick down. And I just sat there. Oh man, that happened to me too. Right. It's the worst. So like that is an example of some, to me, uh, more than I can remember in recent years, kind of glitches and bugs more. Than, it was more real glitchy that. last year too. Yeah. I, it, I'm not saying it hasn't been, I'm just saying I'm in my specific experience, noticing all sorts of things like that. Um, you know, Brian, we talked a couple of weeks ago about some of the other, you know, strange experiences we had. So, I mean, that's, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm playing it in a very weird way that I love. And I don't know many other people that play it that way. I'm glad that Madden lets me play it that way, which is a cool thing to do. It's really easy to say I want to play offense only and then just play offense. It's great. So I'm personally in a really good place with it, but there's a whole lot else going on under the covers. Brian, you did a full review for the Sporting News. Um, break down what was what, what you thought was the, the easiest thing to convey in that review and maybe the most difficult thing to convey. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I didn't I didn't really go too deep into the game in the review, and for some of the reasons that have already come up uh, in in the show uh, in this episode. Uh, so you know, in a vacuum, Madden almost on a yearly basis is a really impressive game, right? If you ju- if you had no context outside of here's this video game, it represents the NFL. Uh, it, it's got a good franchise mode. We're constantly disappointed with it, but it's one of the better ones in the genre. Um, it it does a really good job on the field this year outside of, like you said, some of the bugs, which I really haven't come across many of. Uh, it brings in college football, brings in uh, the... Uh, the really just accenting the best players on the field in a way they've never done before. And so I look at him like that. It's a really good game. If we don't know where it was coming from already and what's already on the market compared to it, right? If we're not putting it up against an NBA 2k, uh, presentation wise, if we're not putting up against a 2k franchise mode wise, um, there, there's just all these different elements to it that make it really difficult to assess and say, uh, you know, Madden is great. It's, it's not great. Madden has been good almost every year. It's been a good game. It's never really been a bad game unless you want to go back to like the transition to the 360 and PS3. Uh, it's always been a good game, but rarely a great one. And so I looked at this, this year and I, I felt like because of the gameplay, in particular, and because of elements like the college football playing a role, and really it was kind of the central uh, uh, drawing element to that uh, QB1 mode, is that it's probably, in my mind, in the last decade, the third best Madden overall, if you go back to Madden 11 through Madden 20. Um, But that doesn't mean it's great. It's certainly flawed, I think, presentation-wise especially, but then franchise mode, again, it's got a lot there, especially when you talk about the online franchise, but we just don't see the developments on a year-to-year basis. If you go back three or four years, franchise mode is essentially the same. It's just a lot of the stuff from gameplay and a lot of the other features they've added in that kind of roll over into franchise. So it's it's a difficult game to uh, kind of frame uh, on its own when it's within you know, the the world of sports gaming and, and video games as a whole in 2019. So, Kat, I want to talk X's and O's. What have you noticed this year, if anything, or perhaps a lot of things, in just playing the game on the field that is better or still good or needs work? Anything on either side of the ball stand out to you? Uh, you know, gameplay-wise, uh, this this season. Well, this is a caveat that literally everything could change with it with one patch. Oh, it will as it as it tends to. <laughs> it will, yeah. But as of launch right now, uh, the running game feels really good. I it's a lot of fun actually. I like how they have put a lot more onus on juking and that kind of thing, which. Uh, in the past, you could, like, the sticks, if you weren't a super expert on the sticks, it felt, it could feel pretty frustrating. And in this case, the sticks feel uh, quite powerful. Uh, on the flip side, on defense, uh, the hit stick is a huge factor, to the maybe to the point where it's feeling a little overtuned at the moment, because so many people are leaning on hit sticking out, getting, forcing fumbles, 
Uh, fumbles definitely seem to be up this year. But I don't mind necessarily because it makes Madden feel kind of harder hitting, more physical, that kind of thing. And it really is super satisfying to just nail uh, an opposing running back. And I, I know this is sounds kind of bad in terms of what we know about CT and et cetera. But at the same time, football is a physical sport. So there you go. Um, it does feel good to hit, to just really crush a opposing running back and see the ball pop out and jump on it. Uh, so in that respect, it's pretty fun. Um, I think run pass option, which should have been implemented last year, but better late than ever, I guess. I think that is a really good addition and really adds to kind of the mind games that helps with the high level meta play. And then, uh, yeah, I think the X factors for the most part are really thoughtful and, and pretty well implemented without feeling terribly overpowered. And maybe, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe this will be proven out that in fact, certain players are in fact extremely broken. I've seen like people complaining, for example, that, uh, being able to activate X factor for accuracy in certain quarterbacks uh, is like pretty obnoxious, but I don't be by and large, like from an X's and O's standpoint, uh, Madden feels good. I, I think that the physics engine uh, can, st- is still kind of wanting. I, I think the locomotion and the animation is some of the worst actually in all of sports games, I feel like I'm stealing, steering action figures rather than actual athletes. Um, and there are a lot of very wonky glitches. I had this one time where, like, I threw, uh, I did a pitch out to a running back, and they start running forward, and a running back, a linebacker's coming in, and it looks like they're going to do a hit stick, but there's some kind of glitch, and they just go dunk, and <laughs> they just bounce right off my guy. And they run it in for a touchdown. I'm like, what the heck did I just watch? <laughs> so uh, it's not as bad as it's been in the past, but it really feels beholden more than most sports games these days to those procedural animations, to weird animation glitches and everything. It doesn't feel super great a lot of the time when the players are interacting with each other. And this is a problem with FIFA as well. And I'm concerned that it's going to be, once again, a thing with FIFA 20. Maybe it's just a frostbite engine. I don't know. But yeah, so from a kind of engine perspective, there's still things to do. But I do broadly like a lot of the gameplay improvements. And maybe that's why I'm not even more down on it than I already am. So Mills, in years past, when I booted up Madden, I am throwing interceptions, left, right, middle, you name it. This year, booting up Madden, and I'm the Eagles. Carson Wentz, he's good, real good. You know, he was the MVP before that knee injury, and last year he was good, not necessarily great, but obviously he's the fantastic Carson Wentz. And I got good receivers, right? Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. These are very good receivers in some cases. I got Zach Ertz. Um... But not not a fantastic, right? Not not a top top tier group. I'm not throwing many interceptions, and when I do, uh, they're completely my fault, and I understand it. But there's a lot of throws that I've made in the past that are not getting intercepted. Have I gotten a lot better at this game, or has Madden just 
said, you know what, we're, we're going to make it easier for guys like Rich to be successful on offense. Well, Rich, I want to tell you that you've gotten a lot better at the game. Um, that being said, I don't think it's, I don't think it's so much a talent level as it is the way you play. They changed it this year to where linebackers cannot jump, you know, fifteen feet in the air. To, and there's your answer. So and leaping if, linebackers, right? Exactly. So if you're used to the game like that, you you're used to the fact that if you have a user in the middle or a really good linebacker in the middle, like an Anthony Barr. You just don't throw it. You just stop throwing across the middle. I am, or or you have to wait. You have to wait for the for the drags or the in routes to just go past the hash marks, so that linebacker wouldn't be on there anymore. I am abusing slants. I am absolutely abusing goal line slants to Alshon Jeffrey over and over and over again. I'm probably got 17 touchdowns this year. I bet you 10 of them are on you know deep red zone slants. Killing Rich. it. Slants have been abused in Madden since time immemorial. But I've yeah. thrown interceptions to those linebackers on those slants. I'm not throwing them anymore. That's what I'm saying. Well, and here's the other part. So now you can use touch passes, lob passes, and actually throw over corner defensive backs and linebackers. And you can actually put balls with more accurate quarterbacks. You can put balls into like baskets instead of having to throw bullets every time just to get the ball there, which is really nice. Um, the other part of that is I, I truly believe this gameplay is designed more, even with the X factors more to a football mind than it is a video game mind. And, and yeah. that sounds crazy, but I think I think people that read defenses and people that kind of understand football are going to pick and not saying that you couldn't do that before in Madden, but I think more than ever, I think being able to read progression, understand where a linebacker is, the momentum that the cat just talked about, I think works in its favor in this case because you can throw behind a linebacker running and he can't just turn around. So I, I think a lot of that has to do with the way it works now. And that's one of the reasons that I like gameplay so much this year. Um, and the other cool thing is, too, is this is the first Madden that I've really thought about game planning every week. Mm-hmm. Where instead of instead of just being like, oh, you know, I'm, it's a 4-3 defense. I pretty much know everybody. You know, it doesn't matter. But if, it, if I'm playing against, you know, Khalil Mack, I know I, ev- literally every down I play, I slide block over to Cleo Mack. I, I, I mark him with ID Mike. By, yeah, the I use way, every, yeah. by the way, the game makes it relatively easy to do that. I've never had it easy to do that before. This year, they make it easy to identify who the X Factor is and then to make those adjustments in ways that is actually, to me, as someone who doesn't do that, I thought they did that really well. Well, have you started to see the implementation of my favorite feature in sports gaming... There was, remember the on ice trainer is one of the biggest things that I like from NHL. They've started to to leak that into Madden with the little icons over over people. They tell you if you're a defensive lineman which button to press and if you've done it successfully with timing. They're starting to teach those. They're starting to put teaching tools on the field and and teach people as they play. So I think that leads into what you're talking about as well. Uh, you'll forgive me. Um... I don't necessarily think that Madden feels like football. I mean, yes, like if you understand football concepts and you can read a defense, you will have more success than in past years. But I still see a lot of the same old Madden BS in this game. 
I see people rolling out and throwing across their body, completing stupid passes, and you're going, what the hell's going on there? And see Lamar Jackson running around like a crazy person, and in that respect, it feels like a video game, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, no, I, I fully agree with that. What I mean is when you're when you're prepping for a play, when you're prepping to go in to play a team, it, knowing what they have and actually having to prepare for X factors and superstar abilities um, is much more like game like game planning. Once you get on the field, yeah, there there's definitely the like I've seen that 86 Baker Mayfield that you can get through Ultimate Team make some really crazy throws on the run, but I still believe that you have to game plan for defenses much more in a football sense than you have before. And the other thing about that, and again, the, the way that I'm playing it, just in my my fun niche franchise, yes, it might be a little heavy-handed, but when my offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator dials me up, he tells me who the most important person is, and that plants a seed. And then again, when I'm looking at the defense, I always know it, it, the game makes it easy to know where the X-Factor guys are. And it also makes it easy, just like little things, like, when I hold down my, the right trigger, I can see if I've got a good potential blocking situation or a really bad one. And then, oh, you know what? It's all red, and I've called a run. I'm gonna just gonna quick audible to, to a uh, you know to to a pass, right? I, again, to, to it's basic football 101, but it little things like that, and none of that's new. But just again, it feels like they're building on just making it easy. It's, it feels like they're making it a little easier for me to be successful without me having to feel like I'm, you know, LeBron James online, you know, knowing every single move and, and audibling and hot routing. And I hot route all the time, too, because, again, the game makes it easy to hot route. And, of course, I always hot route to a vertical. I know, you know, or or occasionally pull back or but a I, slant or a slant. That's right. But again, it's just, good old slants. I, I do want to give credit where credit's due in, in that. It's more engaging week to week now with, hey, here's some important people and, hey, here's how to follow them on the field during the entire game. And, oh, by the way, if you're successful against them, you'll get some extra bonus points. And the, the games are definitely feeling different and, and, and more fun to me. Brian, I know you had you had uh, agreed with Mills a couple things. Anything else you wanted to, to, to add in on that subject while we're still here? Well, right. You know, I I was wondering what you thought uh, as far as accessibility. You you kind of got into it there, but as if someone was brand new to the series and started playing, you have all these tools, but I still feel like it would be super overwhelming. The difference, though, being, I think especially because of the X factors, you could come in as someone who's new to the series and just be Aaron Donald and destroy the opposing offensive line when you're on defense. You know, and on offense, you you've got you know who you can take advantage of and they're going to make plays for you. Uh, so I think in that sense, it probably uh, is one of the better games for people who are inexperienced. But again, a lot of these things, you're talking about adjustments and, and things of that nature. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, I, want, I wish I knew the utilization percentage on some of these things. Like, I'm sure EA has those metrics, uh, but I wish I knew how many people do slide protect and how many how many do other than the basic hot routes type of thing. So, Brian, sticking with you for a minute, I really enjoyed the opening few hours of Face of the Franchise. What did you think of Face of the Franchise and everything you played in it so far? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I, I think the college uh, element of it, of course, was exciting for people. I think they did a good job of kind of focusing you in 
and look, I don't, I don't really care for the, the, the scenes around it, but what, but what sold that was the events, right? It's the, the excitement of playing in the college football playoff semifinal. And then if you win, getting to play in, in the uh, championship game and then having the, uh, the combine and, and then getting to the NFL and having to win your job and knowing that it actually does have alternate outcomes based on how you do. Uh, so if you perform poorly and your team loses early, you're not going to get drafted high or drafted at all, potentially. If you if you are terrible in the preseason after not getting drafted, then you're going to get cut and your career is over. Um, but as opposed to, you know, like what I did when I was drafted in the first round and then quickly by midseason, I was up to, not, I think, 90 overall or something at midseason. So you you excel, you excel uh, you accelerate real quickly in that mode intentionally. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a station to station thing. And I, I don't know, you know, the, the scenes around it did not really tie it in, uh, in real compelling fashion necessarily, but it was just the events going to the college games, playing with college teams, hearing the audio, uh, that was probably just pulled straight from NCAA football 14. Uh, that's what, that's what sold me on it. And then it kind of transitions into more of your traditional career mode. But, uh, but on the way, I think it, along with things like the X factors and everything when you're playing, cause you're only playing your side of the ball or you're only playing as the quarterback once you're in the NFL. So, um, it did as a quarterback, you did have to consider where are those X factor defensive linemen. There's an X factor cornerback. I'm not even going to bother looking at that side of the field type of thing. So it did add some interesting elements into, uh, your consideration there. So as a whole, I enjoyed it, but obviously it's kind of the first stage of what will probably become something uh, much, much greater here as we go into the next generation. Now, Mills, you also feel very strongly about Face of the Franchise. You and I had a, a bit of a brief Twitter discussion about it. I was on one side of the fence and you were on the other. Talk to me, man. It's really front heavy. It's extremely front heavy. They they use the college game, which is awesome. I love that you can play a couple of college games. It makes you miss NCAA 14. It made a lot of people miss NCAA 14. Um, but once you get into the NFL, it's like Brian said, you get to like a 90 overall by week eight. If you're 90 overall in week eight of year one, I just don't know where you go from that. And the scenario engine dies very, very quickly in face of the franchise to where it, it just becomes a lot of repetitive texts over and over again. Um, and that was one of the problems I had in general with the scenario engine. It, it, and because it's shared between franchise and face of the franchise, I, I, that's where the, the drawbacks hit both sides for this. Um, you mentioned how like the offensive coordinator talks to you all the time in, in franchise and to an extent face of the franchise. Well, it's really nice until you realize that you don't have to pick anything but the most aggressive option because there's no drawback. And it's the same way. You, if you progress so fast in face of the franchise, and as Brian said, I'm pretty sure it's by design to do that. I don't see any replayability to it. I don't see well, any reason there, to keep going. 
would there have been with even if you weren't accelerating uh, in your ratings that fast? I'm not sure if this is a, a mode really built to replay, uh, unless wrong. you except for, <laughs> except for the college. If you want to go back and play college games, it doesn't seem like there's any reason to. I mean, you can't even skip the cutscenes, so I don't think they wanted you or expected you to go back the and replay is, it. They sold you on this notion that you're going to play in college, get drafted become a starter on an NFL team and you're playing kind of an actual career mode, right? But what actually they were doing is it's getting dra- uh, playing in a college football game, getting drafted, and then it's back to the same old mode that they've had for 10 years. It did. And it felt very I think, great. And I think that's disappointing to people. Yeah, it felt very, very much like regular player lock CFM. And that's not that's not a compliment. It felt very and again, first year, I fully understand that. But the way it was marketed, as Kat said, was this is our new superstar mode. Everybody come play this. It's not long shot. It's part long shot, part superstar. And it takes like three hours. And not only that, it's not in a vacuum. And if you look at Road to the Show in particular, also, of course, NBA 2K's My Career, which for as much crap as it takes for its microtransactions, uh, is an extremely well-presented mode uh, that does a really great job of kind of making you feel like you're an NBA superstar in many ways. You're hanging out with other superstars. You got your apartment that you're you're customizing and whatnot. You can walk around in little NBA town, and there are people who... You could go play pickup basketball, and people have their own issues with NBA 2K, and I'm sure we'll get to it and hash over those same issues again, as usual. But with Madden, I mean, they're behind the ball, and they were setting expectations, I I feel, a little bit. And um, in setting the expectations the way they did, I feel like people were going to look more on the negative side and say, well, it's an extremely ex- brief experience that then becomes CFM rather than the positive experiences, which is, wow, cool. Man, those first two hours were real good. This is exactly what I want. Thank you, Madden. <laughs> well, well and, on the uh, – oh, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah. uh, since NBA 2K was mentioned in microtransactions, you know, this was a big part of my mention in, in my review was that no microtransactions involved here. EA, at the very least, is still respecting people, and they're doing a really good job continuing to contain that stuff just to Ultimate Team. I mean, I'd rather have a mode where you're advancing fast just because they want you to have fun than a mode where you have to grind and and it forces you to feel like you have to pay for it. So I think there are well, definitely, yeah, definitely big drawbacks, get- but... They know yeah. they would get crucified if they did. Oh, it, it wouldn't have worked, right? Nobody would have bothered with it if they had put no. that in. But, but just I, I just have to wonder, you know, would it be different if they were anticipating getting money out of the mode? Would they have developed something better here? Maybe, but then it's it's just a trade off, you know. I, I don't know. I'd prefer not to go not to go well, down that road. The point is building up engagement, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the whole point of Longshot originally, it was sold on the promise of onboarding people into Mutt. Right. And I expect that it's the same deal with this, which is onboard people who are new to the game in a way that is identifiable to them, in a way that doesn't require no like re- recognizable TV stars and huge amounts of cutscene resources. Uh, but 
the the upshot is the same build engagement bring people into Madden Ultimate Team ultimately. All right. Speaking of Ultimate Team, Cat, give me your initial thoughts on what you have played of Ultimate Team and uh, and how it's faring so far. I will get you next time, LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Madden Ultimate Team is actually pretty good. I Putting aside all of the crap about microtransactions, blah, 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 they do a very good job of giving you a team pretty much out of the gate that feels relatively good and a lot of money. Uh, honestly, I had a cool 35, 40,000 coins almost without trying just by doing the, the regular little challenges. Um, I w- pretty quickly had some elite players, elite level players, They've done some really interesting... They've rejiggered the the stats progression a lot. And so as a consequence, uh, the, cold, the core gold players are mostly 70 overall somethings. Uh, the silver players are more in the kind of the 60s range. And then elite is everybody who's above 80. Uh, and then you also have players that can be upgraded. And so one... Maybe the positive of that is the feeling that you're you're always progressing without necessarily having to rip packs the negative maybe is that it can feel a little overwhelming because there are so many tokens and so many things to take and have to apply to different cards and different players and everything and upgrade this and swap out that and what the heck is this thing for but uh there's a lot to do in ultimate team which i think is good um you can do the solo challenges, which I thought were a great addition to uh, one of the solo battles, sorry, which I thought were a great addition to FIFA a couple of years ago, where you're playing CPU controlled versions of teams pulled directly from the cloud. And you can use that to get a ton of awards. And it feels like you're using your team in kind of a meaningful way. Then there are the, the, the challenges, which have been rejiggered and I think are a lot more enjoyable. I, I like the star system that they've implemented where you can just fulfill the challenge and maybe get three stars, but there are bonus objectives that can get you up to five stars. And if you get enough stars, you get some really good awards from there. Uh, They've lowered the cost of entering the draft and being able to draft a team, which I can see people doing a lot more of that. And there's still the, the head to head games. And then of course you can qualify for the, the weekend league type stuff. So as a mode, it feels maybe better fleshed out than it has in years. And I can't speak for what it'll look like in January or February, which it tends to be when the power level hits maximum and people are wheeling out absolutely ridiculous cards. But it doesn't feel like it's going to have as much of a problem of diminishing returns as in past years. feels like they're being a lot more circumspect about how the, the stats work. So you're not having to be like, well, well this card's 99 overall but it has 98 catching and this card's 99 overall and it has 99 catching. Therefore I have to try and spend $150 to get that one. So, uh, all told, uh, you know, putting aside, uh, the whole debate about microtransactions and ultimate team and all that, like it's kind of my primary mode right now because uh, I find franchise mode just a little bit boring and superstar and the, face of the franchise mode I'm already done with, so it feels like Ultimate Team is kind of the only mode with any real staying power at this point. Mills, once again, just 
talk to me about Madden Ultimate Team. Next solo button. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's literally the only like. So this ultimate team feels like a, the biggest quality of life jump they've had in a while. And that's a major part of it. If you don't mind me jumping in real quickly, go for it, please. I I'm so happy that it's, that they did this and oh my God, they deserve all the crap in the world for not doing this five, six years ago. Right. It's, you can literally sit there and play solos for an hour and not realize you're playing solos for an hour because you're taken out of the gameplay for maybe 20 seconds at a time, depending on what kind of console you're playing on or, or if you're playing on PC. It's it's fantastic in that what Kat said, you can play it on whatever level you want. You can get your rewards. Most of the of the really good rewards that are in the solo challenges can be a, can be got with the smallest with with the lowest difficulty just by putting your time in or you can get the chances for upgraded once you get to the higher difficulty getting all five stars for that you get extra packs things like that this is the first madden that even though i spend money in these modes dependent of completely independent of what i what i talk about these modes even though i spend money in these modes this is the first madden i've really felt like i don't need to I feel like, as Kat said, not only do they give you a lot, but because of the rating spread this year, the, what they did with the rating spread, I feel like there are gold and low elite players that if you play them in the correct spots and the correct times and the correct uh, situations, they perform at the same level as maybe a high elite does. Maybe not with the superstar ability, maybe not with the X factor, but there are like pass rushers with very, very high finesse move or very, very high power move that get there just as well like as a, as a 79 overall gold as an 85 elite does. Maybe it doesn't run. Maybe it doesn't stop the run as well. And the same thing with running backs. There are some very good running backs that you can use that are low overall, more so than ever before. So I feel like this ultimate team is the perfect balance between – Big spenders or no money spent. Big spenders, I still think, have a very, very good advantage. Don't get me wrong when saying that. But I feel like the no money spent teams have a better chance this year of, of doing well. And those people that play offline, like I do mostly for Ultimate Team, although that's changed a little this year. As Kat said, solo battles, solo challenges. I really think they've they've encompassed every type of player for this Ultimate Team. So that includes a treadmill parent. Like, would I, as someone who does, <laughs> who does not play Mutt Cat, would I have fun? Yeah. I mean, the challenges are designed to be really accessible and they are designed to be quick hit. And it, and you can have a lot of fun just messing around and kind of building your dream team, as it were. I don't play ultimate competitive high level Madden because frankly, I think ultimate high level competitive Madden's a little bit boring. Uh, the metagame aspect of it just does not do a lot for me. But every year I usually boot in and I try to collect as many Minnesota Vikings as I can. And I'm like, oh, I'll get John Randall on here and I got Randy Moss, I got Chris Carter and I eventually maybe Dante Culpepper and here, like, uh, it's fun to collect these players. Which, by the way, for God's sake, EA, please unlock them and let you and let me put these players on my franchise mode team. Okay, be like practically every other sports team. 
game. Thank you. Bye. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Rich is a treadmill dad. If anything, this is the mode that might be for you. But the, the franchise, I mean, the, just offense. See, I have to play defense in Ultimate Team. I don't want to play defense. Defense is no. boring. I mean, I guess, but it also helps to learn how to play defense. <laughs> uh, defense can be fun once you get the hang of it. I would say that learning how to uh, properly manually defend is a really rewarding thing and is probably the step toward being an actually good player. I finally won a, a Super Bowl in our league all those years ago because I had to learn how to manually defend. And it is a heck of a thing to learn how to play as a linebacker and get into the backfield, like to go in perfectly, take the perfect angle and then blow up a run as it's trying to get out of the backfield. I know that's maybe like maybe a little too intense, but all things considered, I mean, there are a lot of challenges that are pretty much offense only. Like I'm literally, as we speak, playing a challenge that is complete six passes as Baker Mayfield and get a touchdown. That's it. No defense required. <laughs> That's got me written all over it. I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but at least it's got me written all over it. I mean, you can play it also it's on a sliding scale. You can start on easy, and it's only one star, but you'll still get a star, and that's a reward. And you can keep moving up, or you can uh, you can bump it up to three stars, and that's hard, quote-unquote, but hard is all pro difficulty in this case, not all Madden difficulty. I'm just, I'm a hindrance to my defense, no matter what I play, right? Like, And, and on the Eagles, I mean, what I... My go-to move, like I'm sure everybody in the world's go-to move, because I've heard so many people tell me this. I'm like, okay, good, I'm not the only one, is when I'm on defense to just play a defensive tackle so that I could do the least amount of negative influence. You you and most people, my understanding is that one of the things that the Madden team has wanted for years is to figure out how to get people off the defensive line because they feel so overwhelmed by the concept of playing defense. Well, uh, correct no, me. I don't feel overwhelmed. I'm bad at it. I know what happens because I... Well, you I, feel we, overwhelmed by it. It's not overwhelmed. I know what I'm doing. I just know that you know no cornerback would ever just... If you didn't feel o- overwhelmed, you wouldn't feel like you were bad at it. Well, you feel like you can't do the like the the stuff that is necessary to be successful in defense. So you default to playing on defensive lines so that you don't do damage to your right. own team. But with the Eagles, Fletcher Cox is the main defensive tackle. I'm like, well, I can't screw with him because he's my only X factor. So I just bail out on defense completely, and it makes it more fun for me. It's not, again, this is not the, the I, everybody I know loves playing defense, just like everybody loves holding penalties in Madden. You, you people, you <laughs> all love holding penalties. That's fine. I get it. I know I'm the weird one. I just don't Mills. know how, how I'm ever going to go back to having fun playing defense when i've now completely convinced myself that it's offense all the way <laughs> mills by the Rich, way no. mills 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 i'm here i've been here the whole time i'm trying to be respectful mills <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong man coverage is the way way to go this year right man, man coverage is is way better this year right now um if you have high man cover and good agility the guy by the way if you're looking for a, a secret rating for man coverage agility High agility helps man coverage more than anything else physically this year. Brian, there you go, Rich. Play okay. a lot of man coverage. <laughs> Rich, have you ever uh, switched the camera and played defense from behind the oh. defense? Oh, one disastrous game I did. 
and the flipping of the directions and the controls was a complete catastrophe in every every way you can possibly imagine. <laughs> oh, okay, I won't suggest that then. That's a good idea. I, Again, this is a me problem. This is I understand that I have gotten to a weird point in in with where I only like to play half of this football game. But at least I understand it. Now. Yeah, no. Hey, play the way you want to. Wait a That's second, the hold beauty on. Of these games. No, we're not letting him off the hook here. I've had <laughs> football conversations with you. You know football. I've heard you talk about defensive strategy. Oh, yeah, We've had these conversations. Yeah. You are using this as an excuse to get through a game faster. This has nothing to do with not wanting to play defense. You don't want to play the entire game. You do this with every single video game you play. <laughs> well, to be fair, if you put uh, if you put a if you put Madden on fifteen minute quarters, right? Every every game would be ninety four to seventy three. You know, so you can't even do that. So we're already starting from a point where you know we're not really sort of playing by the rules per se. But I, I know what you're saying. Again, this is a me thing. But that that's okay. I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm okay with. It. It's only going to get me killed in the league anyway, right? When I'm forced to play defense. Um, but on the other hand, I've been chewed up by so many people for so long. You know, when I do make a play, uh, a positive play on defense, it's, it's, you know, it's a nice rarity, but it feels really good. All right, Brian, so I'll get you, mm-hmm. you out of here uh, on this. Thumbs up. If you, you know, ultimately somebody comes to you and says, Brian, should I play this year's Madden? What's your answer? I think <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's a, as simple as yes or no, but uh, I would give it a a, rec- a light recommend. Right? It's it's still a really good game all around. I think the gameplay is is a lot more strategic, a lot more fun. The X factors make a big big difference in that, and it's something I've been looking for out of Madden as long as I can remember. Um, but if you've been playing it every year, and you've been playing franchise mode every year, and you've been putting significant time into it. You know, you might have to question whether it, it's worth it. Uh, I mean, the price of these games drop quickly. <laughs> Madden will be at 40 bucks like in a week, probably. This is what happens now. Uh, at at uh, Black Friday, you know, in November, you'll be able to get it for 20 bucks. So if, it, if it's that kind of consideration, then, you know, it's, it's worth waiting for. I mean, the NFL season, like I said at the top of the show... The preseason hasn't even started yet. You don't have to go out and get it. Now, if you are an ultimate team person, I think you usually want to get in on the ground floor. So I understand that. Um, And you want to invest your time in there. And that's the most efficient way to have success and enjoy enjoy the ride of ultimate team is to get started on day one. So it's... It's again, I, I think Madden is up there as one of the better games this generation from Madden at the very least. Uh, it's just a question of how uh, how you approach Madden, your experience with Madden, and what you value out of Madden. So I lied, Brian. I'm I'm not going to let you get out of here on that. I'm going to get you out of here on this one. I'm going to ask all <laughs> sure. three. I'm going to ask all three of you this question: Was this past generation the best generation for the the best console generation for the Madden football franchise? Bro? Hell no! Oh, PlayStation no. Two console was way better. Yeah, Rich. There, it doesn't come close. I th- on a technical, really? technology, you know, technological level, of course. But uh, I don't think the games ever really fully came together. Oh, man, because I thought, and I, I thought that, and and I'm not saying this version, but we were so pleasantly surprised and happy with Madden post launch of the PS4, Xbox One. 
I think we because it was forget. stable. I were we, we thrilled or? Or were we thrilled or we were just happy that it was stable? Well, the 360 generation was the worst. The 360 generation was the worst generation for Madden. Okay. So we were all like, wow, it's not complete garbage. Well, cool. (laughs) And that makes me, and that makes me wonder when we go to this next generation, when it's going to be, all right, the best thing about this, it's the same game, but the best thing about this is it loads faster. How are we going to react to that? I mean, I don't think the ps2 generation was better than the the last generation i i've had a lot more fun playing madden especially the early parts of the ps4 xbox one era. we had a lot of fun and some some good games mills are you on are you with cat and and brian or are you with me over here on the better generation oh this is gonna be such a tough question to answer um so i think if you compare madden to other sports games, if it's not in its own little vacuum, if you put it to to the entire world of sports games, I think it was better on the previous generations. The problem is, is that so many other sports games have gone, gone by the wayside while Madden is still here. The pillars that you have to compare it against are FIFA, NBA 2K, mm-hmm. and not much else. So, and this is one thing that Rex Dixon always used to say is that Madden isn't we don't they don't need like another football game competition because they're always competing against NBA 2K for your playtime or or something else. Well, when you compare it against NBA 2K, 2K's made some huge, absolutely huge strides. Granted, they've had some drawbacks too, but 2K has come out with my league and my GM as opposed to franchise. They've given you actually a story-driven and a regular franchise mode. They've come up with a completely unique online atmosphere, which which is t- taken over in terms of mainstream. That that's where the, all the whenever you see an NBA player in 2K now, like an actual NBA player playing 2K on their console, they're in the park. They're not playing pro am. They're not playing head to head. I just when you compare what Madden could be right now to other sports games. I can't say that the Xbox one PS4 edition is the best. Is it the best that it plays right now? Yeah, of course it's with the way technology is. Of course, this is the most fun I've ever had with Madden. I just, you look at it and you wish what, what could it, what not could, what should it be right now? If it wasn't for so many errant decisions that have, that have changed the course of these long-term goals, MLB, even MLB The Show. MLB The Show puts out the same goals and like they've stuck with it. And they're one of the best sports games right now. I just there's been so much production on other sports games. Why isn't Madden there? So if that's the case, then yes, previous generations of Madden have fought and produced better than this generation. All and right. for whatever reason. I'm out number three to one. I gotta listen to the experts. All if right. I can just add of course. all the other sports games do a lot better job of immersing you in the sport. Madden feels sterile, especially compared to NBA 2K. So, Kat, how much do you attribute that to it being the NFL? They're very controlling. We know that. Mm -hmm. We know there have been many things over the years that they've nixed that EA has wanted to do. Sure. Um, I just I just wonder how much of that is the NFL's fault and how much is that is just, you know, EA is, as some people would say, they're incompetent or whatever or lazy or, you know, like no, you go down that road. But like but 
not everything is within their control and every all this every circumstance around each one of these games is different yeah and yet i feel like we've just now got something like face of the franchise which does actually kind of immerse me in the sport and does hit at that wish fulfillment aspect and i spent a lot of time talking about how ways that they could hit at wish fulfillment in my breakdown of what kind of is ailing franchise mode. Um, and I don't know. There's just something missing with Madden. And I think the, the core of the problem is they treat it like a video game. They treat it like Call of Duty or Counter-Strike a lot more than they treat it like a football sim. They're so concerned with balancing it with this misbegotten notion of turning it into an eSport that they've completely mm. missed the forest for the trees. And they seem, I mean, like they've done a lot of good things with the gameplay, no doubt about that. But the atmosphere of game of game day, mm. uh, like it's just completely missing. Uh, franchise mode feels like a, a spreadsheet. Uh, face, face of the franchise, I mean, we're only just now getting to where we are. And... <laughs> Longshot, man, if you look back at Longshot, that was a big mistake by them. I it really was. I liked it. It was okay. It was good. It was good to start, it but really it didn't good. do much. It didn't do much to build the audience. And it frankly didn't live up to its uh, it potential. Keep the audience, right? I mean, maybe just because it doesn't build. Their, doesn't internal metrics, their internal metrics showed that it did not do anything. And yeah. honestly, everything I've heard suggests that it actually really split the team. Like half the team didn't want to do it and half the other team did want to do it. And that was like a fight for the future of Madden. And one side won. And actually that didn't work out and it set them back. And also think about this. When you think about NBA 2K, you think about mike wang or you think about the same people at the top the entire time for this even though my even mike wang had a little jump back mm -hmm. and forth between live and 2k back uh, a few years ago that when it comes to decade, that was a decade ago right well, it, it, well, it, it, mike has been on the show well mike right. wang has been on the show i mean really it's all og and czar i mean we all really know that mike is just a figurehead no i'm just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but, but okay so that's that's the head right how many times have we talked about a different creative director at Madden mm -hmm. in the last five years? I, I, I really, truly believe that that, and that's not an excuse because that's no. still EA's problem. That's a fair point, though, right? When but, you do but, have multiple people steering a franchise over a relatively short amount of time, that is, that is, that's an interesting. That's fair. We've had yeah. a lot of turnover in recent right. years. And we got Sean Grady running two games at once as an executive producer. How can that be a good management structure? And every time they've changed, the vision has changed. It's been very much gameplay was one of them. Long shot was one of them. Competitive was one of them. Back back when, when remember uh, 10 years ago, when Operation Sports and Pasta Pot, when we were all the, remember the big sim uh, community? It's in the mm -hmm. game. We want to make this in a sim uh, as authentic as possible. And then they change from that. Like ever since then, it feels like the vision has been fractured every time it moves. Is there even a vision right now? I think there is. Now. I think there is now. It's yeah. Mike Young's vision, which and we're we're seeing the cinematic vision. I mean, not cinematic 
I think Longshot was an experiment, and now he's going more to the tried and true stuff that you've seen in FIFA and NBA 2K for like 10 years. Um, and he only has so much resources, and so he's starting to implement it. But that's the direction that we're going. And in that respect, good. <laughs> this should have been in there a long time, but also you're playing catch up now. Yeah, I agree. I agree that the people they have at the top right now, it, again, it, this could change in two years if they decide to swap directors again. But I think that Mike Young, a guy like Clint, who's leading up the gameplay team, I, I think they have a very specific vision that hits everybody. They're not focused on, you know, they're not focused on hard, the 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 2%. They're not focused on casuals. They're, not, they're like, they're pushing out this, we're going to make the game fun again. We're going to bring some authenticity into it. We're going to bring some competitive into it. But the main thing was people stopped having fun playing sports games and we got to bring that back. And I think all the other sports games currently do that. Whereas Madden kind of lost that for, again, hardcore sim, hardcore competitive. They they lost that middle ground of, well, hold on. Aren't we supposed to be having fun with this? And I think this year shows a little bit of that, especially on the field. I, agree. I, I think the game is more fun this year. I agree. And that's, like I said, that, that's got a lot to do with why I'm enjoying Madden is because I'm not terrible at it. I've just, I've said on this show that basically Madden has passed me by. And I, it, I'm, it, I'm, I, that's not the case this year. And I like it. Now, granted, again, I am not going to go play people online and win. In our league, I mean, I'll be lucky to win two games, but that's okay. I'm fine with that. I'm not trying to be that person. I'm just glad that I can boot up Madden and take my Eagles and have fun playing it and Rich, not throw five your Eagles interceptions are in, a game. You're rich. Your Eagles are in so much trouble. Uh-oh. I've still got a lot of salt over that NFC title game. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Well, can, uh, uh, can I just say something nice? Of course. I'm glad that Madden still has online franchise mode. Yes. It's Great been taken point. out of so many games. Mm-hmm. And I said this in my franchise mode thing. I was like, thank you for keeping that. I really appreciate it. I agree. I agree. All right, Mills, where can people watch you and follow you on the internet and uh, and check out everything you got going on? Twitch.tv slash Mills. All my other social media is there. Obviously, Mills Gaming TV on Twitter. But, yep, just come check me out on Twitch, and I'll hopefully not be raging at the time, which seems to be all the, all of my uh, content. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, I, we, we like that a little bit of fun over there. So hit me up if you have any um, feedback. Or, again, obviously, I'm an EA game changer for the Madden team. Um, we'll state that since I did give a lot of opinion. Uh if you hit me up on Twitter, my DMs are always open. Feedback, bugs, you're more than welcome to send them to me. I will make sure they get seen. Cat Bailey, Editor-in-Chief, U.S. Gamer. Obviously, that's one place where people can, can follow you. What, what, what's all the good stuff you got going on over there, and where else can people see what's happening? Well, U.S. Gamer covers all of the video games, but I like to think that we're a bastion of good video game sports coverage, so go check out my Madden coverage and my FIFA coverage. I, I should have some more FIFA coverage coming very soon because uh, I got a chance to play it at EA's campus a couple weeks ago. The Premier League I also, kicks off on Saturday, by the way, Kat. I know. How uh, weird is that? It's too early. What's hey, happening? and Everton's looking real good. Oh, stop it. 
Stop saying Yeah, it. they got Moisey Keen. He's ah, looking real they're good. They're still going to finish 7th. They always finish 7th. They're going to finish 7th. Uh, 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 Man City fan here. Hi, how are you doing? You're up at the top of the top of the table. Hi. Hi. Well, you, I wouldn't announce that out loud if I were you. Hey, listen. They've got some fire alternate kits this year. I'm, I'm definitely grabbing one at some point. So. I, I'll say this for Manchester City. They are fun to watch. They are very fun to watch. And, and guess who Manchester City plays in week one? My beloved West Ham United, who are the absolute opposite of Manchester City. Defunctional and ridiculous and run by a couple of porn overlords. And oh, I no. love them so very, very much. Oh, no. Rich, one more, th- one more thing. I want to plug one more thing. Just, oh, yeah. just, and, and I don't normally do this, so I want to make sure that this gets out there. There's a podcast going around right now that is fantastic. And if you are a franchise fan of sports games, you're obviously an RPG fan. Acts of the Blood God <laughs> is a fantastic podcast. Yeah, I love that a, podcast. They Legendary. just did a Fire Emblem review uh, for Fire Emblem Three Houses, which makes me want to play the game so much more. But if I buy it, it'll sink me forever. So just, just check that out if you guys wouldn't mind. Excellent. Yeah, Lord. you should listen to my podcast, Acts of the Blood God, because I know that all of you love Final Fantasy. I mean, if you love Madden, obviously you love Final Fantasy Tactics. They're pretty much the same game. So <laughs> go and check that out as well. Brian Weedai, obviously Pasta Padre, obviously Sporting News. Um, but uh, any any parting thoughts and any anything else you want to mention before we let you get out of here, sir? No. <laughs> no, there's no reason, no no reason to bother with any of that for me. Um, just happy that uh, we had another another Madden release. We got to talk about Rich, and we got a whole lot coming up in the next uh, month and a half. Uh, won't be. Won't be two NBA games, but there will be an NBA game and and uh, a couple soccer games and NHL and you know there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, uh, and they figured out and they figured out the release schedule, Brian. We now got space. We were a uh, little bit two years ago. Now we have space. And hey, I like September what, is put still FIFA out at the beginning of the Premier League season instead yeah. of the end of freaking September. I've been complaining about everything. that for years. Years yeah. would, fix, would fix everything if that happened. All I want to do is play FIFA right, right. now, given that exactly. the Premier League season is about to start. Right. I'm more hyped for soccer than I've ever been, and exactly. I got to wait two whole months. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like it, it didn't matter until now. Now it matters because we're all in the same boat. I'm like Everton is playing on Saturday. Why do I not have a new FIFA game, people? What's going on here? But that'll all get fixed in a year or two, I think, too. All right. Thank you, everybody, as always, for listening. Uh, much appreciated. Thank you for continuing to be part of the Great Presser Podcast community. We, we thank you very much and enjoy Madden NFL 20. Bye.